back to The Daily Poem here on the Close Reads Podcast Network. I'm David Kern. Today's poem is by Wallace Stevens, an American poet who was born in Reading, Pennsylvania, educated at Harvard, and then spent most of his life working for an insurance company in Hartford, Connecticut. He lived from 1879 to 1955, and in 1955 won the Pulitzer Prize for Poetry for his collected poems. And the poem that I'm going to read today is called Final Soliloquy of the Interior Paramour. I will read it first, and then offer a few comments, as usual. Light the first light of evening, as in a room in which we rest, and for small reason think the world imagined, is the ultimate good. This is therefore the intensest rendezvous. It is in that thought that we collect ourselves, out of all the indifferences, into one thing. Within a single thing, a single shawl wrapped tightly round us, since we are poor, a warmth, a light, a power the miraculous influence. Here, now, we forget each other and ourselves. We feel the obscurity of an order, a whole, a knowledge, that which arranged the rendezvous. Within its vital boundary, in the mind, we say God and the imagination are one. How high that highest candle lights in the dark. Out of this same light, out of the central mind, we make a dwelling in the evening air in which being there together is enough. I wanted to read this poem today, first because it's beautiful, second because it's a a fun one to read aloud uh, for me, Uh, three because Wallace Stevens is a genius, and four because in his book, Why Poetry, Matthew Zapruder, who I've mentioned on this, this podcast before, says that it's one of his favorite poems. And I interviewed Matthew Zapruder for an interview that's going to go up on our, on our show, Libromania. And I wanted to just uh, mention that in passing. So check, check the next couple of days and, and that interview is going to be up. We talk a lot about um, the process and uh, work of writing poetry. And I wanted to share with you uh, Mr. Zapruder's comments on this poem from the book, Why Poetry, which I really hope you'll get. It's one of my favorite books that I've read in the last couple of years. He writes really beautifully about this Wallace Stevens poem. He notes that there's a scene here. It's a group of people in the evening. And he writes, quote, a presence is felt, powerful and benevolent, as together they create a kind of secular holy place dedicated to the imagination. They're reading together, and in doing so, they're pushing something away and also bringing something into being, a space. This space is created by an act, this time of forgetting each other and ourselves. It is only then that another consciousness can begin to emerge. Immediately upon forgetting themselves, the people begin in the room to feel the obscurity of an order, a whole, a knowledge that which arranged the rendezvous. They start not only to feel, but to know something about this greater order, a knowledge, that which put them together in this place. This seems to me to be very close to a religious experience. This knowledge has a vital boundary in the mind. The mind is where the poem happens. In ordinary usage, the word vital most often is a synonym for important or essential, but its origin is the Latin word for life, vita. This moment of feeling the world imagined is intimately connected with the basic fact of being alive, and it is connected with the feeling of a boundary, beyond which there is that old nothingness. The last lines of the poem remind me of the comfort I have felt in small gatherings, in difficult moments, and as well as certain times when I have been in the audience listening to poetry and have in the faces of my fellow strangers noticed and myself felt a kind of relaxed, wistful, dreamy attention, not necessarily even toward a particular poem, but toward possibility. And then I'm going to skip ahead a little bit here. Zipruder continues, 
Poetry isn't a consolation for death, nothingness, the void. It's possible poetry only sharpens that painful knowledge. But being there together, alone, and with others, in a place of great generous attention, is and is not enough, we say, grateful for the light, aware of the dark. End quote. That's how Zapruder concludes the main thrust of his book. There is an afterword, but that's the, the conclusion to his final chapter. One of the things I like about what he's talking about there is, and, and, and that while Stevens is talking about in this poem, is that uh, poetry, the experience of it, the creation of it, the reading of it, the participation in it, the life of poems happens in sort of a greater context. There's a conversation that's going on in which we're all taking part. Hopefully this, this podcast in some ways is even participating in that. And I think anybody who loves poetry senses what Zapruder is saying there about there being a, something of religious experience. And of course, that's true for other art forms as well. When you're looking at a beautiful painting or watching a movie or something like that, we have what we call these religious experiences. It, it seems like something holy is happening. Uh, transcendent is another word that we use. I think that this poem and uh, Zapruder's comments both speak to that. So enough from me. I'll read you the poem one more time. Light the first light of evening, as in a room in which we rest, and for small reason think the world imagined is the ultimate good. This is, therefore, the intensest rendezvous. It is in that thought that we collect ourselves, out of all the indifferences, into one thing, within a single thing, a single shawl wrapped tightly round us, since we are poor, a warmth, a light, a power, the miraculous influence. Here now we forget each other and ourselves, we feel the obscurity of an order, a whole, a knowledge, that which arranged the rendezvous, within its vital boundary, in the mind. We say God and the imagination are one. How high that highest candle lights the dark. Out of this same light, out of the central mind, we make a dwelling in the evening air, in which being there together is enough. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you.